0: Good morning. Welcome to my podcast. This is Pastor Edwin. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that your Holy Word pierce our hearts. That it may cut going in to draw us into the conclusion and understanding our transgressions of our sins that we've allowed to draw us away from you, Lord. That we may be encouraged to bend our knees to you, Lord, and ask for forgiveness, of those sins. And Father, I ask as we speak and hear these words, as we speak and give them to other people, that through me, Lord, that you may cut me with these words coming out, that I may understand that I need you in my life always and forever, that I may know that without your holy word in my life, I cannot succeed. I need you. So Father, I pray these things as I glorify you in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, I'm going to start in Matthew's chapter 5. And you're probably wondering, you know, why haven't I done that before? Pray as I open. Well, a lot of times I pray before I open the podcast and I'm already into it, into the session and and I'm touched and moved to the point where I just hit that button and I start talking to you guys. But I'm already in prayer. Hallelujah. Just so you know that. Okay. But today we're going to start off in Matthew's chapter 5, verse 43. Love your enemies. But that's not the title for today, okay? The title for today is Speak Faith. And when we speak love, it has to do with faith. Because if you love somebody, you're not expecting them to love you back. You faithfully say that you love somebody because Christ loves us. The Father loves us, right? So we're expressing that same love to people. A lot of people in the world say, I love you, man. You know, even in the, in, the, in in um, Christian gatherings, everybody, you just meet somebody right away and the next 10 minutes, they're telling you they love you. It's not a love where they know you. It's a love where they know what God has placed in their hearts. And it's that, it's that love. So we share that love when we tell people, other Christians, other believers that we love them. Even those that are non-believers. But there's a little hint here. A lot of people won't say that. To non-believers, okay, but only because of uh, uh, a few things that I'm going to read real quick in a minute in Matthew's. Just touching base on those little things that I mentioned. So first, I'm going to start off with Matthew's chapter five, verse forty-three, and and it's about loving your enemies. And Jesus Christ is speaking here, and um, he's addressing the Sanhedrin. He's addressing those in, that are around him. He's addressing his disciples that are listening and learning this. Uh, uh, teaching that he's bringing okay so we start off at verse 43 and it says you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy who's your neighbor the person next door I'm sure you've heard this explanation before where it's not the person that lives next to you it's not the person that lives two doors down from you on the same block or in the same neighborhood or the same projects or the same city it's the person that you draw or are drawn close to okay When a person is within your reach, we should love that person with the love of God that is in us, that is in us. Like I said, that love that's inside of us. But but listen to this. It says in verse 44, but I say to you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you, and persecute you. That's some tough love, man. A reverse of tough love. We've heard of tough love where your mom or your dad will give you tough love. They won't let you get into something. Even a loved one in your family, a brother or sister, a wife or a spouse, you know, or, or uh, uh, a good friend won't let you do something. They'll show you tough love and, and tell you the truth because it hurt. And not that it hurts, it will uh, disturb the way you're thinking, the process of your. Thinking for that moment, for that ins- the thing that you're about to get into, that's going to cause some trouble or problems in your life, but that love that stops you from doing that, like shuts the door and says, "No, you shouldn't do that because of this." And even though you don't like it, this is, the, is this is the love that Christ is talking about. It's a reverse of it. It's not the love that Christ is talking about. You see what I'm saying? God gives us tough love, and He doesn't chast He chastises His children, and He does not chastise those he does not love. So he loves all of his children, okay, that believe in him and follow him. So we do get chastised. And what is chastisement? It's a a type of punishment. Yes, it's a type of punishment. I mean, he doesn't directly do it himself and says, you've been bad, here you go. No, he allows those things to happen. So we run it, go into a trial and tribulation in our lives. So we get sifted at that moment in our lives to see how faithfully we have that love inside of us so we start to speak even bigger words in faith when we run into trials and tribulations at least that's how we're supposed to do it right well Christ is saying here that we need to love people that curse us and do good to them because they hate you and pray for them who spitefully would use you and persecute you. You know what it is to be used, right? If you know what it is to be used, and you understand that's not a good feeling, man. You know, you're let on, you're deceived, you you're you believe that this person is there with you going all the way, all the way, and then all of a sudden when you get to the very end, they turn away from you. And you're standing there holding <laughs> an empty bag or or you're holding you're in a boat without a paddle, so to speak, you know. And you're looking around like, whoa, what happened here? You were deceived, right? So that person used you, and and spitefully used you, and persecuted you. And then later on, they speak bad about you. That's the persecution where it comes from. That you, and 45 says, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on evil and on good. Okay? This is the part where Christ is telling us why. But let me roll back a little bit. I read it ahead too soon. And I want to let you know that the persecution of the um person that spitefully used you is how they'll speak ill of you not really wanting to you see um there's people that not really they they don't really want to they don't even know why they were in the boat with you they don't even know why they were going all the way to the end with you because they really didn't believe or feel what you felt and here Here, once they turn away from you and were enticed by something else and or God moved them as some people would say, uh, well, God moved me to go do this and that's why I left you. No, that's that's wrong. Right. Um, Unless you see that taking place and happening. Number one, first of all. okay. number one, first of all. So we go into that. Because God doesn't send us to go do something and then we pick up all these other things before what God has sent us to go do. No, he didn't say, hey, well on the way there, pick these things up for me. He's he's not a, a client from a grocery department says, hey, on your way this way, could you please bring me some groceries or whatever the case may be. But God is saying to us, you know, pray faithfully, speak faithfully, and love faithfully. So here his son, our King Jesus, is saying to love your enemies. Because we've heard all this time, for a lot of times in our lives, that those people are your enemy. Don't pray for them. Don't love them, people. Keep them far away. But some people even believe keep your enemy closer than your friends because you don't trust them, right? You're waiting for that moment of deception. You're waiting for that, that that uh, uh, what is it, that, that, that spiteful, that use of your abilities or your life or whatever it is, your friendship or or your care, your love, spitefully and then spitefully uh, do this and then persecute you. And how they persecute you, like I said, is speaking things that are not of you, agreeing to the mob, agreeing to the people around that are speaking ill of you and they persecute you. They burn you and say things that are absolutely not true or, or don't agree or they just never had an understanding of why you loved the way you did. You see, but God handles that later on. Alright? Now let's say verse 44 where he said, Jesus said, But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. How do you bless somebody that curses you? Hmm? That's kind of tough, right? I mean, you walk into a store, uh, a quick five and dime, or, or, or uh, you know, just a quick gas station stop, and you walk in there, and you didn't see the line and you went up to the cashier and somebody starts cursing you out, is that the kind of cursing that he means? Or means like um, somebody that wishes bad, that wishes ill on your life, that wishes you to uh, um, uh, fall into that temptation or, or move away from them or even people where they're in a job place, in a work environment where somebody wants your position, they speak ill of you, they curse you, They want to curse you so you can lose that position. They can move up on it and so forth. And so many things that we can label them. But I'm sure you catch what I'm talking about. And this is what I'm saying where you have Christ telling us here in Matthew chapter 5 verse 44 to bless those who curse you. How do you bless them? You pray for them, number one, right? You pray for them. How do you love somebody? By prayer. You pray for them. This is the love that I talked about, God being inside of us. The love that God has placed in our hearts. You're a true believer. You have that love. So you speak that love. You speak that faith of love. And people will look at you like, well, why are you praying for this dude? You know what I mean? Because they don't understand. And they would ask you, you pray for this guy? You mention his name in prayer. Wow, that's crazy. I don't understand it. You blew my mind. Can you explain that to me? You know and you go going to explain it to them. And tell them, look, it's because of the love that I have inside of me, and the love that's inside of me is God because God is love, right? So, God is love. So, Christ is telling us here to bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you. Man, that's a tough one, right? Because you think about those that hate you, they don't want you around them. So, how are you going to do good for them, right? You're thinking, oh, I'm, a, I'm never going to be able to do good for them. They hate me, I can't even be around them. Man, from a distance, you can love somebody, right? You could be in in another state and say, when you're on the phone, tell somebody I love you or send a message, a postcard, I love you. They don't get that embrace, that hug, that kiss in the cheek, that eye-to-eye contact, you know, that fellowship for an hour or two or for even half the day to feel that love. But that word, when you send a postcard from, from one state to another and say, I love you, you feel it when you read it it's God inside of you right this whole thing so you can hate somebody from a distance and you can love them from a distance but what we're talking about here is loving those who hate you right Christ says love those who hate you so how do you love them amen it could be something like you know that guy over there hates you down the block right and his grass is up real high so what do you do Hey, you hire somebody to go do it. You can't go over there yourself because he's going to come out fighting you with tooth and nail. Probably call the cops and you create a whole commotion because he hates you. You know what I'm saying? But you could do something like hire somebody to go cut his grass real quick. Hey, I don't know. Uh, I was just hired to do it. You want me to do it or not? They'll let it go. Okay, I don't hate you. You know, Uh, they don't hate that person. They'll let them cut the grass. Or it could be even something you do something for their loved ones. You see what I'm saying? You do something out of your kindness of your heart for that person that, that hates you. And God will steer that heart in the right direction later on according to his will and his time, right? And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. We pray for everyone to do these things, you see, because we, as he says here, we are the sons of the Father in heaven. See? And by doing these things we may be the sons of the Father in heaven. And it says in 45 that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven for He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on ju- the just and on the unjust. This gives you an opening of how God loves. He doesn't accept some of the creation some of uh, 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 his children What they do He doesn't accept all of that But he still Still Sends rain on them Right? He lets the sun shine on them as well It's a sign of hope When you see the rainbow You're reminded of a promise Right? It gives hope Yeah, God will never do that again He promised How That he'll love us forever he always love us Right? That he loves us He's with us will always be, he'll be our God forever. So you continue having hope for those and you pray for them. In verse 46, it says, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Uh-oh, now we're getting deep into it because now we're talking about uh, the love, what it gives you. What do you receive from love? When you love someone that you've never met before, you ever receive love back? Yeah, I have many times. And and sometimes, it's a reach to certain people and you'd be surprised how they love you. They, not everybody loves you the same, you know. People love you differently, man, you know, because not everybody has the same gifts. Not everyone has the same lifestyle. Not everyone has the same reoccurrence in their life where they come constantly come to you or, or, or ask for your opinion or whatever it is, But they or they just draw near you just to be around you, you know. It's a type of love also. Man, I love being around this person because you know he uplifts the room. He makes me feel good about you know listening to the word of God or or wanting to. He encourages me to want to know more about God, the way he is, the way he walks. I know I walked with a cousin for two years that he spoke nothing but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I was coming into my faith. And I was like, wow, man, I see how he walks around the town and touches people. Uh, and you know, and he you don't know, touch them physically, but with faith, the words that come out of his mouth in faith, withdraws love into them, letting them know, man, God loves you. And he always reminds them, God loves you. He's in, he's in control of your life. Don't let it worry you, boom, boom, boom. You know, whatever it was, wherever it was, it was about faith, speaking faith. Where the love draws out of his heart that God is in him. So this is what we do. We love those people, right? For if the if we love those who love us, it's very easy. He can turn around and love me all he wants. And hook me up with all kinds of things and take care and make sure this and this and that. But he gets nothing from that. Not that we're loving people to receive, but Christ is showing us something. He says, do not even the tax collectors do the same? Oh, they love the people that love them. And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Hmm? Do not even the tax collectors do that also? See if you greet your brothers only and the other people you oh there's people, there are people like that, there are some Christians like that as well. That they walk into a room and they see half the room they know they're not Christian and they won't talk to them. But they'll speak only to their brothers, they'll speak only to their brethren, to, to those that, that are, are Christian. You know, instead of speaking faith faithfully, the words that God has placed in our hearts and minds in front of us, in our hands, His holy word, to pray for them and speak for speak to them in love, because God is love inside of us. And that alone can draw them near to God, not near to you. It's not about us, right? It's about drawing people near to God through this love. And therefore, verse 48, And therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Wow, that's big. Christ saying that we can be perfect. But perfect in love? Perfect, man. There's people like, real quick, I will to touch on, ver- on chapter 6. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them, Otherwise, you have no reward from your father in heaven. Again, that's not showing love. That's not expressing the love that God has placed inside of you. You know, there's some churches that'll do that. They'll go into big, oh man, they go into big celebrations, but they'll plaster it all over the place. Look what we did. Look what we did. And it's not about that. It's about that love that you gave to that person and not just at that moment in time, But that where they came and they became, they got baptized or they joined the church, became members or whatever. But in all times, okay, where if they are missing in church and you realize they're not there, how do you show love to that person if you don't contact them? It's that type of love that we're talking about here, that type of the the words of faith that when you call somebody and you let them know, Hey, missed your church, man. What's going on? Everything all right? Just call and say, we love you. Whatever it is, God is in control. You don't even know. to have to ask what it is. What's going on? Let them speak to you from the heart. When you say things like, you know, you call and say, hey, well, you know, I just wanted to know, I just wanted to let you know that God's in control. Whatever's happening, keep the faith. God loves you. I love you. And this is why I reach you out. I don't see you at church or Or I haven't seen you in a couple times on and off. I'm just praying for you that everything turns out well. And I start seeing you again so we can fellowship. Listen to that. Listen to that. So I can see you again and we can start to fellowship again. And uh, praise God together. Is that the type of love that God wants us to show to people? Is that the type of faith, speaking in faith, the words of faith? That love, God is in us. That faith of God being in us faithfully god in us that we can speak in love that way to someone when we call them only takes a minute some people think oh gee if i call this person uh i'm gonna ask about how they're doing uh, um or whatever and they're gonna get into it and i really don't want to hear their troubles you know that's not love that's not love see because Right away, in the beginning, before you even made the call, you're already doubting. You're already out of love. You're about to do something out, out of the love, out of love, not for love. Okay, because if you just think of that person right away, and you pick up that phone and you call, even a quick text, "Hey, man, thinking about you. God loves you. Whatever's happening, God is in control. I love you. Can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug or whatever it is. I can't wait to celebrate with you in Christ. Whatever it is, Amen." that's it that right there could uplift that person say man somebody's thinking about me in love see because god is in us, so he can we're all connected to one body am i wrong no we're all connected us believes we're connected to jesus christ we're in one body so that love that's in 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 him is in us as well as he said the Father and me and me and the Father. So that we can be with you. Living in you. And that love inside of us. We have to express it this way. Through the words that we speak in faith. Believing in that very love that I'm talking about here. See. Like I said. When a person is within our reach. We should love that person. With the love of God. That is in us. I mean there's a familiar. Uh, there's a familiar way to love people. But it's not the same. You love people differently, so they come against us, right? If we don't love them correctly, some may come against us. Oh, you know, they never call me. They never this. That that person has is working through something. There's a lesson to be learned. I've learned that there's a lesson to be learned from that. There was a point in my in my life in my walk that uh, there was a situation, and people didn't call me. I didn't need everyone to call me, but that one person that did, unsuspected, unexpectedly, un, like I said, that person would call and spoke faithfully in love saying, hey, brother, Misty at church, I hope everything's okay, I'm praying for you, man, and I hope to see you soon, you know, I don't need to go into all your, what's happening, I'm not trying to get in your business I just want you to know that I was thinking about you. That's love. You see, when you think about somebody, it's coming from if the heart. You're, God is telling you, yo, pray for this person. You put them on your mind. Pray for this person. Show love. Speak faithfully. Even give them a call or her. Hmm? That's why a lot of people say, oh, this kind of sounds like you, you know, everybody's got to be a, a minister of God to do those kinds. No, you don't. It's called family. Is called uh, 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 a child of God. This is how we're supposed to be. This is how we're supposed to to love one another. Hmm? Like forgiving. If we don't forgive, if we don't forgive, how are we expected to be forgiven by the Father? Jesus says in chapter 6, verse 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So is he saying, yo, if you don't love what you do for them, you're not doing for me? Or what you do for them, you do for me. And what you're not doing for them, you're not doing for me. God is saying, or Christ is saying here in verse 6, uh, chapter 14, to forgive, forgive people of their trespasses. You see, because we understand the love of God in us. We can hold grudges anything like that see that's another type of love and we speak in faith in faith we speak in faith knowing that I need to forgive this person no matter what and it draws you right back to chapter 5 verse 43 love your neighbor it says to love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you someone that's trespassed against you huh Will God forgive us? Yes, it says here in the scripture. Jesus is saying that if we do not forgive, how do we, how how are we supposed to be forgiven? Expect to be forgiven. If you don't forgive people, and not just saying it because people just say, "Oh, I forgive them," you know. Next, thing you know, two days later, they're talking ill about that person again. So that's what's in the heart—illness. There's still art, uh, illness, a, a black spot in the heart on that on that trespass. Or they push it way down deep inside their heart and say, Oh, I'm going to leave that there. I don't want to mess with that. You know, maybe some other time. But whenever something comes up that reminds them, it comes out. See, and this is what's in the heart, not the love of God. So you need the love of God inside of you. Faithfully, knowing that God is in you. And when you speak in faith, the words of love, that people will move, God will touch them. When you forgive someone that's been waiting for a long time to be forgiven, Oh, do you know the barriers that that breaks? The load that takes off the people. Something that some people wait for a long time to be forgiven about something. They'll move on with their lives, but they'll wait. They'll wait. And here in verse 16, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So what do you end up doing? You end up not loving this person. But we're speaking about love and speaking faithfully in love speaking faith speak faith well let me read real quick Matthews 12 34 if you don't mind jumping on Matthews 12 uh, 12 move the pages move the pages hallelujah and here we have Matthews chapter 12 verse 34 and 35 and it says Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, you see what I said, where what's in your heart? If it's not the love of God, it's not the things of God, the absolute truth of God. Because if we don't do these things, then we're denying the absolute truth of God. We love our enemies. We pray for them. We forgive them. See, if we forgive them, then we're loving our enemy. If someone came against you, you forgive them. You're loving them. You're speaking words of faith, forgiving them for them doing the things that they've done. And you continue to pray for them. Right? Okay. So it says that, says christ says here brood of vipers (laughs) we know who he's talking to he's talking to the pharisees here right but he's talking about trees and uh the the trees are known by its fruit and the fruit is the things that come out of our mouths you know uh, we understand that um there's a time where where we can love on someone and they turn around and and continue doing wrong and continue doing wrong continue doing wrong you're thinking well i gotta keep loving this person because you know god tells me to No, 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 that's wrong too, you see, because sometimes there's this thing called tough love, you got to show that tough love, how are they going to open their eyes if you don't show them tough love, you know, sometimes you need to leave a prayer, walk away from a person and say, you know what, man, you are wrong, and what's happening here is that you're starting to taint me. You're starting to rub off on me in the wrong way because every time I come around, you get upset, I get angry, whatever the case may be. And I need to not be around you right now and pull away. Or or tell them how you feel. Speak faithfully. Love of God. Love, you need to come from that. God loves you. Don't need to be into that. And I can't be there. When you're ready to come from that, let's talk. You know? I mean, it doesn't mean you uh uh Cut them out of your life forever. You will see them again. You come to them and say hello and everything. But that that conversation won't take place again till that person's ready. But you're allowing God to work in that person because you spoke faithfully in love to them with hard, tough love. Sometimes you need to let them learn. Hey, I was one of them. I was one of them. I had to learn the hard way. Even when people were helping me out and looking, you know, I thought, well, well, I understand it already. I don't need your help no more. No, I was wrong. And a lot of us find ourselves doing that same thing. But then you pray and ask for forgiveness. If they forgive you, amen. If they don't, what can you do? You continue moving forward and you say, God, you are my love. You know my heart. So from the mouth, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of good treasure Of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. He says, But I say to you in verse 36 But I say to you that for every idle word men speak, they may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Look at that, your words of faith will even go to the day of judgment. Is this not something that Christ is telling us to do? Uh, Teaching us how to do this? Be careful what you say for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Listen to that, man. Words won't work without faith. Any more than faith will work without words. It takes them both to put the law of faith in motion. And many believers don't realize that. They'll continue to speak words of doubt and unbelief. Then they'll jump up one day and say a couple of faith words and expect mountains to move and to their dismay They're shocked to the realization. They don't. And why not? Because as Matthew 12, 34, 5 says, it's the word that comes from the heart that produces results. And if you're not speaking faithfully in love of God, okay, the results are, you don't understand what's happening. You don't get those things. The person who just throws in a couple of faith words now and then isn't speaking them from the abundance of his heart. So they're not effective. You're not speaking faithfully in love. Does that mean you shouldn't start speaking words of faith until you're sure you have the faith to back them? No. Speaking words of faith is good spiritual exercise. If you want to receive healing by faith, for example, fasten your, 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 your thoughts, your, your mentality, your mind, and your mouth on the word of God where your health is concerned. And start believing in these things, right? Instead of talking about how miserable you feel. Oh, this is horrible. You can quote Isaiah 53, 5. Isaiah 53, 5. Say, Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, praise God, I was healed. You know, I recently just... I, I, I... a couple of years ago, I injured my back, I got hurt. Oh man, painful. Never felt something like that in my life. Couldn't walk, but and, and the, yeah, questions come to mind, but do you speak them? No. Because you love and trust, and faithfully you believe in God's love for you. So, therefore, when that love is inside of you, when you speak it to other people, faithfully You know that that love is touching their hearts. When you speak truth, the absolute truth of the Bible to people, this is how you're touching their hearts, by speaking that absolute truth to them. And when they receive that absolute truth, a a change starts to occur inside of them. They don't even know it. They can be non-believers. But that seed of love, which is God, is planted in everyone, you see? So you don't walk around moping, oh, this... Woe is me. This is horrible. I'm miserable. And talking, always complaining about it. Yeah, you may grunt here and there because things hurt. But it's not the same as speaking. This is horrible. And talking bad into it. See? Remember, Jesus was wounded first for my transgressions for ours. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes. Hallelujah. Praise God. We were healed, right? If you continue to meditate on those words and continue to say them, the truth in them will begin to sink in. That planted seed, the love of God, they'll take root in your heart and begin to grow. And eventually, eventually, you really will be speaking from the abundance of your heart. The abundance is the love to serve Christ is to live in the abundance, the love. Of God, The love of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What then happens? Think about it. What then happens? It won't matter the circumstances look like. It won't matter what you're going through in your life. You'll have that love. And you'll speak faithfully of that love that's inside of you. Which is God. Right? The love of God. The Son, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit inside of you. God. That love. Because God is love. And when that happens, like I said, it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like, what you're in, if you have problems with your spouse, if you have problems with your children, if you have problems at your job, if you're you're just having uh, 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 trials and tribulations, day after day, week after week, you get out of one and another one pops up, and you feel you're being sifted for something. And faithfully, you speak the word of God in love to people to everyone just because I'm having a bad day and in these days of trials and tribulations you know uh, uh, where God has allowed things to take place and the enemy's loving it but God believes in us he loves us okay And he sees our hearts. Doesn't mean that I'm going to go to the the corner market. And start speaking ill to people. And being rude to them. And complaining about how the day is. No. I'm going to continue to speak what's inside of my heart. That abundance. Of your heart. Is love. Speaking faithfully. In love. You'll know you have what you've been believing for. and, And the devil himself won't. He won't be able to talk you out of that. He won't be able to talk you out of it because it's there. So when you go to that corner market, you're having a hard time. You speak to that lady behind the cashier, the cashier, the cash register, behind the counter, I want to say, the cashier behind the counter, you know, and she'll... She'll probably be having a bad morning or start off a bad day or whatever. You know, her car didn't start. She needed to get a ride into work and concerned about what's wrong with her car. But she has to be at work. And you come up speaking faithfully in love of God and you plant a seed. They, they, they have ears, man. They have ears. They hear love. People hear love. Love, And when they hear the word of God, when they hear blessings, it goes into their hearts. It plants a seed and it starts to grow. You see? Like I said, the devil won't be able to talk you out of it. You'll cross the line from hope to faith and you'll start seeing those mountains move again. And all you need to do, brothers and sisters, is speak in faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, good morning. Welcome to my podcast. This is Pastor Edwin with a great devotion I wanted to share with you guys of everything that we've been talking about this past week or month. This is a connection. Uh, You feel under pressure? Man, it's time to plant. Galatians 6-7, be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you feel like you're under pressure these days, you're not alone. We're all going through something. And the thing is that Satan is putting more pressure on more people right now than ever before in this world. He's pressuring us mentally, financially, emotionally, and every other way he he can. The pressure has gotten so great everywhere that governments don't know what to do. Businesses don't know what to do. Families don't know what to do. Churches don't know. But praise God, Jesus does. He says we can give our way right out from under the pressure the devil brings to bear. See, giving is always Jesus' way out. Giving, planting. Whenever there is a need, he plants seed. In fact, in Mark 4, he compares the entire kingdom of God to a seed. Just think about the importance of seeds for just one moment. Every living thing on this earth came from a seed. You came from a seed. Then you were born again from the seed of God's word. Jesus himself was the seed planted by God. God sowed him in sacrifice. He came forth and grew up into many brethren. So when Satan puts you under pressure, go to Jesus and let him tell you how and where to plant if you'll do it that seed will grow up until it breaks the powers of darkness and lack right and it will release you from the pressure the devil's been putting you on I've seen this happen in my own life and I testify it. testify all the time about it and if the devil's pressuring you don't panic plant love on somebody plant a seed give forth what you have plant your time plant your money plant the clothes off your back if you have to. When your harvest comes in, you can laugh and say, hey devil, who's feeling the pressure now? In the name of Jesus, have a glorious day. Don't panic.